Try again. I'm in love with this show by Painty Kate. I started thinking about making a podcast. I'm a podcast addict, but I needed a new and obscure and maybe niche one. And on that basis, I thought I'd listen to some out of the Wilson package. Just stuff that someone else felt was worth curating. Why Wilson? Because it's close to my surname. No other reason. I got so hooked on this podcast. I had no idea what business this related to and decided not to look until about episode 40. And then I was nearly bursting to know and looked up the author on LinkedIn and realized we were really in the same sort of industry. I'm addicted to this. I'm less than a third of the way in, but I love it. It ultimately makes me feel like a failure and like there is ultimate opportunity. But the main thing is that it's driving my two businesses forward. Every episode has exposed a weakness that needs sorted or an opportunity we haven't taken advantage of yet. Absolute gold. Normally now we just jump straight into the show, but I just want to say a huge thank you to Painterkate for writing such a lengthy review. It means the world, guys. And if you haven't left us that review yet, head over to the podcast app, hit five stars and tell us why you listen to this show. It's just motivational for me and Harry. On that note, let's jump into today's show where we are talking about how much should a founder pay themselves. So Adam, we had an email in from a Pete with an interesting question. I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) I'm really looking forward to it. That coffee has hit me. Let's jump straight into it. Pete asks, can a growth business also be a lifestyle business? I see time and time again, founders rant and rave that they want more sales. People within the business come up with strategies that cost money to implement only for it to then be knocked back. Yet the founder has the largest wage, expensive cars, etc. because they founded the business, they feel they deserve the nice things. Um, so his question is, so should a founder forego the nice bits to help the business grow or should the sales team just suck it up and sell more? So first, I just, <laughs> I just like, the, I like the way that that email has been written. And for a bit of context, Pete is involved in lots of different companies in terms of like growing and selling yeah. them, isn't he? We had, uh, we had some more context in the email. So <clears throat> I'll let you sort of lead this if you want in terms of asking the questions, but... <laughs> <laughs> because it's the first time like we've really sat down to yeah. discuss this one. I wanted to just sort of button it up and sort of take it down the route of how much should a founder pay themselves. And my overarching just theory behind all of this is it depends on why the founder started the business in the first place. And it depends on how well he's communicated that to the rest of his team or her team. Uh, e.g. if it's a lifestyle business for the founder and he's doing it or she's... I'm going to keep saying he, but just so you know, like, female founders, go you. It's the royal he. It's the... What? What? (laughs) That coffee has hit you. Yeah. If the founder... It really really has. (laughs) I was was shoveling that coffee in. So... If the, if the founder wanted to start a business to basically provide themselves with a big house, a Range Rover, and a 150K a year salary, 
and that's transparent through the company mm, yeah no issues there if the founder is pleading poverty in the business and that is also as he basically if he's on a, a telephone call into the team from his Range Rover or from his yacht pleading that the company is struggling then that founder needs to jump mm. off his yacht with a weight on his foot into the water because he's not a true founder so it's all about why the founder started the business and how he communicates to the team the amount they get paid I actually think is irrelevant as long as everyone on the team is happy with how this thing is playing out yeah I think the implication there though is that um, or when when I kind of hear that get said out loud what I'm envisioning is the founder um, in the Range Rover whatever it may be where the staff are on a fraction of the wage so he so it's like he's almost taking all of the benefit from the company and no one else is benefiting so like he's got and I, and that's kind of what I felt with this question it's like should the team just work harder to fund the boss okay so that's where I'm hearing it and, well, and no, like that it, no. <laughs> like that that instinctively feels dirty and like no one's going to work for a company where you literally clocking in every day to fund someone else's well, this, <laughs> this literally just taps into something that I spoke to. Me. I'm getting a bit ag- aggy about this because I see it a lot. And I know, I know firsthand a couple of people that have this mentality, which mm. drives me insane. And I think one of them listens to the show. So you know, you know, if you're listening, you know. So when I spoke to Mitchell, this weird dynamic takes place in businesses, which is the founder or the owner or the CEO pays his employees just enough money so yeah. they come to work. And then the employees come to work and do just enough work so they don't get fired. And that is like what 90%, every business that I've dealt with, 90% of them, they've got this Mm. weird, like them and us mentality in the office. And it just confuses the crap out of me. Well, you're just a number, aren't you? In in most large companies, you are just a number. Mitchell actually says something, and I've just referred to him, but he was like, like, what time do these hours what time do these guys start and finish? I'm like, well, when the work's done, mate. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, they know at the end of the month we need to achieve certain goals in the business. And if they are doing okay, they might clock off half an hour early. And if they're really sweating it, they'll probably finish two hours later mm. because the whole team is focused on the mission and they understand if one person in this cog drops the ball, then the whole thing suffers. And that doesn't necessarily come down to what is the founder paying themselves or what are they getting paid because we've created this understanding and culture in terms of we're going to pay you as much as we physically can that allows us to A, pay Mm. you, but two, grow the business. And if you want to just get really personal, like when I started the business for the first year, it was me and Sarah, we lived in a flat. She had a job that paid, I think it was like 18K plus commissions or 16K plus commissions. And I took 7,000 pounds out of the business year one. And the reason I know these numbers is because I just applied for a mortgage and I needed what's called an SA302, which is my, like how much I earned by mm. the bank for the government to have a look at. Those you bastards. Um, so £7,000. Did they find you were skimming or? <laughs> <laughs> a bit of grief. That's, that's an old joke between me and Harry. People are going to be like, he is skimming. He is robbing. <laughs> so year one, it was like 7K. And then year two, it was 11K. Mm. But then... The reason that my salary, here's the the thing, the only reason my salary has ever changed is because my lifestyle has changed. And what I don't mean is all all of a sudden. It's that second car, it's just just bleeding me dry. Popping Lauren Perrier Rose with, I was going to say his name then, but it doesn't mean I'm doing that. It just means that I had a kid. I had to move my salary up when I had a kid. Then I had another kid and I had to move my salary up then. Like, for me as a founder, I see my goal as two things. One, being able to provide 
I want to build my own business. I'm unemployable. So I need to make sure the business has got enough money in it Mm. to keep it ticking over. Uh, I also want to have enough money to be able to grow the business. But I own such a large percentage of my business that in 5, 10, 15, 25 years, however long it takes, that's my Brucey bonus. Like that's... (laughs) Were you going to do it then? No. (laughs) Brucey. He does the hand gestures as well when he does that. Like that's where I see my win. And for a long period of time, I was, I was not, I was not earning the most money in the company. Fact. Like for over two years, our CTO was paid more than me. Why? Because his lifestyle, he lives in London. Like his lifestyle required it more than I did. So I, I wanted to make sure that I retain good people and pay them what I can. So to get to the question, which was like, should the founder forego the niceties? I think he or she definitely should if they are trying to build a large business. I, th- <clears throat> I think the benefit though, to, to cover both sides of the argument, though, I think the benefit of running your own business is that you can do what you want with it. Yep. And like you you run your own business to, to make I'm money. Gonna, I'm so going to dig into can, that. So I'm going to really interrupt. No, no, no. Let, no, no. let, let me no. just finish my okay, statement okay, and then okay. you can say it. But I th- so like, because what we're talking about really is a balance between the two. It's like you you can either do it to just fund everything and, and just take every penny out of it rather than reinvesting it in the business. Or yep. you can find the balance of because it is your business, you can choose what it pays you. But what what I'm hearing is what you've done is you've done just enough to make sure that you're, you're living comfortably and can afford everything that you need to provide for the family while still trying to put as much back into the business to help it grow. So you're not siphoning off all of the profits from the business <laughs> you're getting very handy right now do you know, do you know what I mean though? But what, where someone could go okay now now we're taking over and we're making a profit I'm just going to pile all the profits into my own bank yeah well 100% they could but that's going to be the limiting factor how big you want mm. so this is all about like patience right now so even if someone wants to earn a lot of money mm. and don't get me wrong I take enough out to what I need not to how much I want but I know that I'll get mine in the end because I know that if I reinvest into the business today, I put a pound back in, it's going to give me 10 pounds in the future. So it's whether you want your cash out now, which is naturally going to constrain the business in terms of what it can deliver Mm. or whether you're going to reinvest. And that comes down to confidence. Like how much do you actually believe your own bullshit? As in, are you building this machine that kicks off cash and it might die in two years time because you're just full of it? Or are you actually building a business? If you're building a business, I don't understand why you wouldn't reinvest in yourself and your team and your staff and the salaries and new people. But anyway, just... the, the, The thing that I was going to interrupt when you were talking about, like, let's talk about it as both sides. You said... Yes, you're the founder, so you, it is your choice to choose what you get paid. Completely agree, but you're never going to get anyone to work for you if you are saying what if you're talking out both sides mm. out of your mouth. Is in guys, you need to deliver more sales, sell, sell, sell. The business is struggling, and you're on a fucking yacht. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. then all of a sudden you're creating this culture in the business, which is he's just a liar. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a redundant argument, isn't it? Because the business has obviously done well enough at some point to, to fund something. So if it really is struggling, it's not necessarily the sales team that needs to... Maybe the sales team does need to put some effort in, but you can't motivate them enough to justify why you're not... Like, to, to see the, the founder and the owner still living in living the high life and then complaining is the contradictory only. 100%. And I think... Like there's just a red herring in all of this anyway, which is the sales team. And the mm. fact of the matter is, is your sales team should be highly motivated by money. Fact. But you need to make sure they get that money. Like a sales team should never be arguing if you set up a commission structure that means you work harder, you get paid more. But I think the general principle of the question 
is should the team, should the company sweat hard to produce a lifestyle for a founder or should it sweat hard to grow the company? Well, there the, the needs to be a hell of a carrot on the end of a stick for the team to work harder than the founder. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like, like until No the one is ever going to work harder in this business than I do. Until the company is massive enough and been like turning over long enough for the for the CEO to now afford the time to just not work anymore because the business is where it is like until then <laughs> the found, the founder should i assume you're you're like for example I I can only speak from what I see from you but you're still working just as hard as we are well more because uh, you still have to put the hours in it's still your baby you're still trying to make the big contracts we're we're the ones trying to we're working it from the ground up and yeah. you're working the high level stuff now yeah, so. but I, I'm doing it wrong. I still get I still get into the nitty gritty in the weeds mm. of it when I have to. Like I still pick up the phone and make the calls when I need to. But I th- I think the key thing is you just also touch on something, which is when when a company grows to a position where the you said the CEO can sort of step back. Mm. That's when I think the CEO should step out of the business as soon as they feel they don't need the fire underneath them to keep mm. driving the business forward. And that doesn't mean the CEO should always be working sixty, seventy, eight hours a week. Because you look at CEOs of very large companies and people go, there's no way that person should be making £220,000 a year as a CEO of that company. Mm. When the company is big enough to sustain that and and that person's role is basically if you fuck up, you're fired. The amount of stress on someone in senior yeah. exec, like people don't understand that part of the business. It's like they don't understand the reason someone is getting paid 100k a year is because they make one wrong move and they're gone. Mm. Like that's the level of stress yeah. and pressure that happens, and that's why people get paid. Responsibility. That. Yeah, you, the, more, you, the more responsibility you have, the more you get paid. But that's a, an absolute side note. Um, so from where I'm at, very simply, it's if the founder wants a lifestyle business, build the company so it's clear that this is a lifestyle business. If the founder wants to build a team that's trying to grow a business for him or her, you need to compensate the team fairly to help them bring that mission mm. to reality the I'm, I'm trying to like work out the best way to put it forward but i just want to get sarcastic with it and just a bit arsy because i see people doing this all the time like cash flow in a in a business is is it's blood like as soon as you start taking too much out you just mm. restrict it and you just you'll you'll kill your business if you take too much money out of it too early i think just understand that if you're trying to build a business for the long term a founder should literally take just as much as they need to the point they don't worry about money. As in, like, everyone worries about bills and finances. I'm not saying you take a ridiculous amount of money, but if you're if the founder's trying to underpay themselves so they're having to do other work at the weekend to pay their bills, mm. the founder's not paying themselves enough. Like, if the founder cannot pay their bills without doing other work, that is going to cause problems in the business because it's just not a degree of focus. Like, I would spend every waking hour that I can working on the business there's no like side projects or side hustles to make an extra few quid at that point if the founder is having to do two jobs three jobs they should get the business to a point where they can pay themselves more because there's just that lack of focus and in in the business yeah i think i think what you're saying is um because like you you took a hit start in the business mm-hmm. but obviously it needs to get to a point where you can it can sustain you as an employee yep. of the business as well and if not then it's and now you need to reassess things. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But that doesn't mean that when you... Okay, from what I've just said, when you're starting the business, you might work three jobs. That's mm. fine. But you, your goal as the founder, before you then go and start worrying about everything else, is getting the business position where you can pay yourself yeah. enough money to focus on the business full time. 
a founder should never be running two jobs. Like, don't get me started with Jack Dorsey, like Twitter and Square. So he's like the MD of like two companies, okay. like two huge companies. And I don't know how he managed to swing that with his board or whatever, because all I hear about is focus, focus, focus. And guy, three days a week on each, surely. Okay, I just don't like, I, yeah, yeah. It's a confusing thing that this guy can do. It's the first person I've ever known in the history of time, but I might be just lack of education in this area for the scale of those companies doing two jobs. The founder should be focused on one business and growing that, get up to a position that they can pay themselves what they need and then understand that their benefits come from the growth of the rest of the business. And as the founder's salary goes up, that should be compensated for the rest of the team. Not for the same amount. If mm. I give myself an extra yeah, yeah, 2K yeah. a year, someone else in the company might get an extra 500 pound a year, but it's an overall reflection that the business is healthier. And that's how I, that's how I view things. Mm. Mm. On that note, <laughs> guys, if you have a question, you can send it in to harrison at experttrades.com. Two T's in the middle, one S at the end. And if you're not following, I'm a bit, you can tell I'm a bit snappy right now. And if you're not following, if you're not following us yet on Instagram, let me check. Head over to Instagram. It's at Startup Podcast, where you can find out a little bit behind the scenes of what's going on. I actually share a bit of my personal life in there so you can see this work-life balance that I am currently working on. And Harry creates some amazing assets. Third car. <laughs> I'm joking guys no, there's four in the house now because my wife's got a new I'm joking oh, okay. people the, is it is it an investment for the child it's for, it, for the children sorry it's an investment you, you, I've just got all this cash I'm siphoning off I just don't know where to put it so I just buy property and cars guys <laughs> if you know anything by now you know that I'm joking so fire your questions in you've got the email address you've got the Instagram handle and if you have not left us that five star review yet in iTunes what are you playing at pause this episode now it's nearly finished don't bother wait till it finishes next 15 seconds go over to the app hit five stars and tell us why you listen to the show and if you're smart about it name your business because we read that out too plug 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 Hello, it's Jamie from My Dad Wrote a Porno. Now, Christmas just wouldn't be Christmas without my dad writing some really terrible erotic literature. And Rocky Flintstone has not disappointed this year, because 2018's Christmas Porno Special is available right now exclusively on Spotify for two weeks only to get you in the festive mood. Not only that, but you can listen to all four seasons of My Dad Wrote a Porno, as well as thousands of other amazing podcasts, all for your oral pleasure. Just head over to Spotify and start listening now.